Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We hallow your name. And we respect you. The possibility of this fellowship, all of that glory is accrued to you. You have made today possible. Blessed be your name. Let your spirit continue with us. Let there be a revelation of the Father. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seat in God's presence. So, Acts chapter 1, we are currently uh, looking at verse 9. Acts chapter 1, we are looking at verse 9. Praise God. How was Glory Homes yesterday? Beautiful. It's obvious that the Glory Homes was um, birthed by the Spirit of the Lord. And we thank God for the witness of the Lord that we find that we find in the Glory Homes. I want to encourage you to keep inviting people. Are we together? Keep inviting people. Um, um, both people in church and um, in every other place. Thank God for the mighty things that he's doing in our days. And how he has counted us worthy um, to... Uh, to experience some of the things that he's doing. We're here not because of, our, of we being spectacular or we being um, brilliant. We have only found mercy. And it is the mercy of God that is causing us to experience all that we experience. If not for mercy... We will not have been here. And um, we will keep um, looking unto the mercy of God until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're looking at Acts chapter 1, verse 9. Praise God. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up. And the cloud received him out of their sight. And I remember on Wednesday, I was, uh, I did quite some, uh, I took quite some time on this particular verse. Are you together with me? And I equated that cloud to be the witness of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. The witness of the Spirit that that 
that authenticates it authenticates our our work with God, our relationship with God, and that um, you have to maintain this witness. And I looked at it from many angles. We juxtaposed this with many scripture. Uh, Paul was speaking one time and he was telling us about how we need to really, really cross-check to find out whether we are still in the faith. Now, when you look at that with the prevalent uh, theology of when, of how salvation is eternal, which is the truth. Are we together here? But operationally, it's not eternal. Are we together here? That you can, you can be saved, but salvation is not ongoing. And what authenticates it to be ongoing is that witness, that cloud of the Spirit. And I gave us various things that can take out that witness, right? Yes. One of the things we looked at is the issue of heresy. I remember we looked at um, the scripture about those, the Aimanos, or what's his name? Those who, who said that the resurrection has already passed. Now they are saved, but they have stepped into, into error. Are we together here? Uh, so error is not only, uh, it's not every time you are wrong on a scripture that you are in error. We all mature in our understanding of scripture. But we're talking about uh, uh, missing and pushing a, a, a lie that its effect, that has effect on the core of salvation. Are we together here? Yes, so that's what we can call error. It's not like the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, and you now say, Faith is not the substance of things hoped for. It is the hope of things substance. <laughs> now, that's not an error in this context. That's just you being an uludu. You get the point now. But when we're talking error, we're talking about matters that have to do with salvation. Are my friends here? So don't be afraid of error. Um, you can be wrong. I mean, don't be afraid of maybe I can, am I an error? No, you can be wrong. Your knowledge of scripture will keep growing. Amen. I remember when Jesus said, I first found out when Jesus spoke about how in my father's house there are many, many mansions. You know, the first time I saw that scripture, I thought they were fiscal houses. And then I preached in my largest congregation, I preached in then, I preached it and I was talking about how I'll be in my house, I will call in. Frank Ochomogo, who was my friend then. I'll say, Ochomogo, how are you? We'll say, I'm fine. We'll be screaming. And now I'll just think of anything, the food will appear. <laughs> the food will just appear in front of me. How many of you have thought about that? Um, <laughs> let's end it here, go to heaven so that. And so our knowledge of scripture is progressive, but there is the spirit of, of error. 
Are you together with me here? And then I also give us the, uh, the protocol of staying in truth and detecting error. When we talk about how the, the wisdom that is from above is, is, is pure, is peaceable, is gentle, is easily entreated. Are you here? So we looked at all of that, and it's very, very important. So that you will not be a professing Christian and not a practicing Christian. Are we together here? And I'm not part of those who are sure even when you are not practicalizing your Christianity. It's that uh, I I don't have a scripture to buttress the fact that heaven is sure for those who have confessed Christ but are living contrary. Are we together here? And now, so we spoke about heresy. We spoke about what again? We spoke about sin, especially uh, fornication and adultery. And I explained why, you know, and um, sin is not sin. I know your intellect wants you to think sin is sin. It makes sense. I also know that it makes sense. But when you, when light shines into your heart, you find out that they, um, all the sins have different implications. Are you together with me? For example, you can be a gay Christian. Now, now you can now you can have struggles in that regard. That's the truth. That you don't have it doesn't mean that others don't have it. Are you together with me? You can have struggles in that regard. You can have an unholy attraction towards same sex. You see. Um, but um, you will have to trust the blood of Jesus and the power of God to deal with that. Amen. Amen. And then you must be seeking salvation and seeking uh, 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 deliverance from that, not by going to deliverance ma- um, mountain. Um, of course, some will happen that way, but by just trusting the Lord to purge you. Are you together with me? Yes, but to agree that you are gay is to agree you are not a child of God. I told you a few years ago, the Lord or the Lord wanted to kill me. I don't know why. I was about dying. Life was passing out of me, and um, uh, it looked like a joke. I went to the restroom, I came down, I collapsed on the, on the mattress. It was after a Bible study like this, a Wednesday Bible study, I went home. And suddenly, I just noticed that something, something visited me. And I was wondering, what was this? I was around 10 or 11, thereabout. And so I took my mattress to the, to the palace just for some strange reasons. I wanted to face it by myself. I didn't want to be, you know, in the room. And so whilst I was there, I was just losing life. I tried to take some rest. I woke up and um, I lost all my strength. So I went to the visitor's restroom. By the time I came out of it, I collapsed. I hit, I hit the mattress. So I knew that uh, I was shocked. So of course, not that death was shocking me, but the timing was shocking me. And not that it's too early. That's not the timing that was shocking me. It was that I didn't, have, I didn't know about it. So 
Uh, there's no early time to die or late time to die. Anybody can die at any given time. So I, I could see my life vanishing. And so I used the last strength in me to walk to the room. And I woke my wife up and I told her to pray for me. And um, she was thanking God. <laughs> he said, Father, we thank you. I said, don't thank him. I said, rebuke the spirit of death. I was talking with the with a faint voice, and uh, while she was rebuking the spirit of death, um, it left and life was restored. And as life was entering in inside of me, I mean in the in instantly, boom, I was in a vision. Well, not even a vision, I was just in the spirit. And uh, as I was in the spirit, the Lord spoke to me in the spirit and said, there's somebody in your, in your house who is practicing an abomination. He says, and because of that, the spirit of death has been released over your house. That's, that's, that's the house. I didn't give you the details when I first said it. Because then we had not dealt with it. If I say it, the spirit of fear will introduce the spirit of death. So that's why I didn't give you the details. And so I think this is like two or three years ago. Today is the first time I'm giving you details. That day I came to church, I locked everywhere. I said, everybody must be there. As everybody was there, that we was praying. I love the other. That week we had three instances where people escaped death. Wow. It was the week a gun was pointed at um, Toby, and some other things happened that week. About three instances where people escaped death. He said the spirit of death has been released. It will pick you guys one after the other. He said it has released over your house and um, and said all of that, and then. And he said, the reason is because an abomination had been introduced. He says, I'm not angry. I'm not offended. I just need you to take away the curse. He says, over this house and over the person's house also. He said, I just need you to remove the curse from, from, the, from the person and to be removed from the eyes. God, God told me I'm not angry. So I just need you to remove the curse. I need the person to repent and just remove the curse. That was when I gathered everybody. and um, But I, like, I thank God for that day because people began to confess. <laughs> <laughs> that week I got quite some confessions. I said, it's not you. <laughs> Because, because, because after the Lord spoke to me and the Lord brought the person, like like movie, and the Lord brought the person's face to me like this. That was how I got well. And that week, we had a meeting with the person. We took out that demon. We removed the cause, and we are fine. So if you say... To be gay is to be is to be lying. That like sin is sin. You are you are spiritually illiterate. So we spoke about what can 
this is very important to me because when you lose that witness, are you together with me? You become useless to God. God cannot use you. And God cannot walk with you and you cannot fulfill your destiny. So you, you can't lo- lose that witness of the Spirit, which is the which is your spirit man currently walking. It's, it's, it's current. There, is, there are no issues between you and God. <laughs> are we together, friends? So I mentioned those three things, and then we'll just move forward. In our text, yesterday was Glint's um, anniversary. We thank God for that. Also, Mr. Ayani gave us a baby when? Uh, no, not yesterday, gave us a baby. Tuesday. Was it Tuesday? Mr. Ayani and his beautiful, uh, his beautiful wife. When is the. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss that later. A lot of good things are happening. Give me my scripture, give me my act. Are you blessed? All right, and so when he had spoken these things, while the words he was taken up, and the cloud received him out of their sight, all right, and while they stood, while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, most likely angels, right? Who also, you know, some of you all, always imagine that angels always have wings. No. <laughs> no. Angels don't always have wings. They are angels with wings, and they are angels like men. You know, when you look at the visions of John, you saw that there were times he was bowing, you know, to, to a man. Are you together with me? And so, um, to an angel, and sometimes those angels looked, looked like men. Are we here, friends? Yeah. And uh, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Now, this is to deal with spiritual laziness, which is being excited only about the spectacular and ignoring the routine. Are you together with me? Uh, the, the routine and the work needed uh, for the fulfillment of the purposes of God. Some people enjoy Jesus being taken, looking at spectacular things. Some people enjoy visions. Are you together with me? Visions. I know in particular man who what interests him in this whole Christianity thing are spectacular stories. He's always excited when he hears them. And then he's always troubling God and say, God, when will you give me? How many of you feel that way sometimes? <laughs> when will I see, you know, something, you know, it's always, there was a day I was here with, with, his, with his spiritual father. I was just gisting. And I was sharing one encounter I had, you know, um, with um, a supernatural encounter. And then he was so, so elated and excited, you know. But the truth is those encounters are very good. And if God wills, he will bring them to you. But to think or to assume that those encounters will solve all your problems is not true. Yeah, I tell you the truth. You can have those encounters and still lack faith. I tell you the truth. It's so strange. I tell you the truth. And so, 
Um, you just have to premise your faith. Okay, I'm enjoying this now. You have to premise your faith on the word of God. Are you together with me? Yes, the word of God on the, on the witness of the spirit. Um, the, the fervency. Are you together with me? Yes, you know, if you never got a prophetic word in your life and you obey the scripture, you will fulfill destiny. Yes, you can fulfill destiny without a prophetic word. Are you together with me? Uh, a prophetic word is good, a prophecy is good, an encounter is good, but without that, you can still fulfill destiny just by, just by the, um, staying close to the word because uh, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the, is the spirit of prophecy, the whole idea of prophecy, you see? Because many times what people call prophecy or what people call prophet is usually people who are who are gifted in word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. That's what that's the current uh, level of understanding of the church. Anytime somebody is predictive, we call the person a prophet. Not 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 the gift of prophecy is different from the the office of the prophet. You can have the gift of prophecy and you are not a prophet in fact they don't go hand in hand no, 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 with the gift of prophecy you are not you are not close to being a prophet <laughs> it doesn't go hand in hand are we together here uh, so so usually what people call um um, prophecy also, or, or the prophet, is one who has the word of knowledge. What's the word of knowledge? Is the ability, you know, to, it, it, it's, in, it's an insight, a supernatural insight into events, issues, places, having insight. Amen. Amen. Uh, sometimes it can just be a, a word. It can be a word, you know, that sometimes um, lets us know what the Lord wants to do. Are you together with me? That's the word of, of, of knowledge. There is somebody here. Uh, there is somebody here. Your name is um, um, Shakiru. You know, uh, you are this and that. Are you together with me? Sometimes you will prophesy to people by their names and, and, and all of that. It happens. It, it, it happens several times. You know, and um, um, that's the gift of the word of of knowledge, but you see, what the prophet does is that the prophet releases the climate of heaven's heart. That's that's the office of a prophet. He releases the climate of heaven. For example, if God is angry, eh, when you are under a prophetic ministry, you will you will sense the anger of the Lord. Are you together with me? There are carriers. Of heavens of God's mind, are you together with me? And the, the tool they use is the word of the Lord. Now, the word of the Lord is not your word. The word of knowledge gives you your word. You see, but the prophet doesn't give you your word. He gives the word of the Lord. So, so it's about it's about releasing the atmosphere, the current atmosphere of heaven. Are you together with me? So, when you are under a um, John was a prophet. You understand that. The Bible says that there was no prophet like John. You see, 
but John, there was no record of John giving a prophetic word to anybody. Do you have any scripture where John was giving prophetic words and predicting things? No. But what John did was repent for the kingdom of God was at hand. That is to say, he released an atmosphere of repentance. Are you together with me? And um, there was the, the whole of Israel began to come to him for, f- to repent and to be baptized. And then his preaching was the preaching of repentance. Are you together with me? And so um, um, you, uh, when you are under the prophetic ministry, you are aligned. You are made to feel and to behave and to adjust to the current speakings and feelings of God. So the prophets are the newscasters. They cast current heavenly news. Are you together with me? Not just on the basis of events, but the cast the news of the heart of God. Are you together with me? And then that brings the people face to face with Jesus Christ. Are we, are we here, friends? Then the apostolic ministry now begins to build the systems that can cause there to be an execution of God's heart. So, so the apostle is concerned with the systems and the structures that can make us build that, that so that we don't just know the word of the Lord, we can be the word of the Lord. So the prophet speaks it. The, the apostle helps us to enter into it. So the apostle is concerned about systems and structures while the prophet is concerned about declaration. He will declare and go. Are you together with me? And so the, the prophet always have the impression that the apostle and the pastor is slow. And so usually prophets and apostles, or especially prophets and teachers, they are usually not friends. They always beef themselves and they don't like themselves. Their temperament is different. The, the teacher wants to intelligently build and teach the prophet feels God is saying something right now that we need to declare and decree. And um, the teacher says, if we declare and decree, if people don't have understanding, it's a waste. And um, the prophet feels the teacher is not spiritual, that he's just academic. Talk, 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 sha, talk, sha. When God is saying something, they will just be talking, talking, talking. So, so prophets and teachers usually are always clashing. And so prophets many times are always lonely because they have, an ima- they have an imagination that it's only them God is speaking to. Yeah. So usually the sickness of prophets is depression. Yeah, prophets, if they are not careful, are easily depressed. Just like Elijah. I'm the only one. And God says, you are not the only one. I have 7,000. And not 7,000 who have repented, 7,000 who have never bowed. That's, and the numbers of people who are repenting are usually more. <laughs> are we together with yes, me? Are we, are we here? Yes, sir. Are you happy to be in church? Yes, sir. I think this, my wristwatch is not correct. Oh, <laughs> it's not correct. <laughs> So where are we? All right. Huh? So the spectacular, and then you don't give yourself to the routine of carefully checking. You have to check yourself every day. 
Uh, I've been coming to this matter too much. I need to do a series on it. You have to check yourself every day. Stop leaving yourself to, to um, you see, the, one, of the, one of the beautiful things about the Jewish culture is that the Jewish culture believes in, in analyzing life on a daily basis. Yes, it's, 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 it's better, it's safer. Uh, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. It's sufficient. You have enough, you have enough problem in 24 hours that it will be unsurmountable if you, if you pile it up for one week. Are you together with me? So you need to ask yourself, you know, in the morning, am I still a child of God? And um, before you sleep, you need to find out if you are still a child of God. If you leave it to one week, you might have to get yourself from hell back to heaven might be tough. Because in that one week, you might have gone to hell. You understand? So you have to, it has, you have to check yourself daily. Are you with me? Stop, stop, stop. Uh, some of you have lost, have lost it for three months, one year. You understand? And then you are still saying one day, one day. <laughs> it has to be daily. You have to check yourself daily. Are we together with me here? You have to check yourself daily. I tell you the truth. This Christianity that you don't check yourself daily is not going to work. I tell you the truth. It's not going to all go well. Eh? Do you know what? It will not go well. You have to check daily. You have to be circumspect. Eh? You have to be what? You have to be circumspect. The Bible talks about how we have to redeem the time. Give it to me. For the what? For the days are evil. Every day is a evil day, even though it is the day of the Lord. Are we together with me? Can you back it up for me? Let's look at some things there. Back it up again. Well, let's just go to one. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. You see, those who are teachers and preachers in the house... Don't, don't stress yourself trying to sound uh, uh, profound. Don't, the, crisis at, the crisis on ground is, is more than we applauding you. Yes, they were in a season of emergency. So you have to look at what you are saying uh, very closely and make sure that, um, especially when you are teaching those you are discipling, you understand? There's a different way to teach when you, are dis- when you are teaching those you are discipling and when you are teaching as maybe a guest in another man's house. You see, but when you are discipling people, you don't have to be spectacular. You don't have to be profound. Are you together with me? It is God that called you, not the people. So you have to, you have to be circumspect in the planting of your seed and make sure that you yourself... Uh, you, you have decided on what you want to say. And you are making sure that what you want to say, you plant it in the heart of the people. Are we together here? So therefore, be imitators of God as dear children 
and walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself to us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. All right, but fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints. All right, neither filthiness nor foolish talking. I mentioned this a bit on Wednesday about foolish talking. Amen. Now what coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but what rather giving of thanks. I was speaking about this. Who was I think I was using um, GD as an example of this, where I was talking about how you need these things block the flow of the spirit. It doesn't allow your spirit to be alive. Are we here? Now you must allow the Holy Spirit. Are you together with me? Lead living. So as. You, the Holy Spirit must be the one leading your living. So everyone like this, you know you are alive. There is breath in you, both the breath of God and the breath in your lungs. Now, now there are many, uh, uh, there, are, there are different outlets of, of life. There is an outlet of the emotion. Are you together with me? The outlet of the emotion. There is the outlet of ambition. Are you together with me? Now, all of those outlets, the outlet that you must allow to lead must be the spirit. The spirit is another outlet. Are you together with me? Now, if emotion is your, is, is your leading outlet, it means that your feelings will come first. So it means that if you feel happy, you will just be happy regardless of the condition of your spirit. And that way you will hit some extremes that will cause you uh, to grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, the, how do we grieve the Holy Spirit? The, the way to grieve the Holy Spirit is to allow other outlets to lead our lives. That way the Holy Spirit is grieved. But the Holy Spirit is not grieved when he's the one leading. Are you together with me? Now, you know how grieving it is when people are talking confidently. Now, let's assume you are a doctor. You are a doctor, a a qualified doctor, you studied uh, from which university? Is it Upskin? Up Upkins? John Upkins. Uh, yeah, and um, you, you are that brilliant. And then um, and, um, somebody has a fracture, and you are in a place where they carry the person to those who, who they say you straighten legs. And you meet those people, those women that they say straighten legs, that they'll just and that your leg will be, will be straightened. Now, if you, are, if you are in that conversation and you see the family trusting those kind of people and you are trying to speak and they say, you know how grieved you will be because you are sure they are talking nonsense. Are you together with me? So that's what happens when we talk about not grieving the spirit. The spirit is grieved because he's sent to lead your life. And you are allowing other people talking nonsense. Are you together with me? And destroying your life. Are we here, friends? So you have to allow the spirit to lead your life. Amen. Amen. Meaning that you will not allow your emotion to lead your life. When your emotion lead your life, you will find yourself in places you should not find yourself. Are we together here? If your emotion leads your life, for example... You will most likely end up 
Maybe you feel you should have been married for a while and you are not married. If you emotion lead your life, you just pick anybody on the road. Are you together with me? And then you get married to somebody you should not get be married to. You see, because you can no longer control the feeling of not being married. Are you together with me? And that feeling will now will now lead you on what to do. If if your happiness lead your life, very soon you find yourself going from one comedy show to another comedy show. Are you together with me? If 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 parting leads you. Before you know, you'll be struggling for the video's um, ticket, for the video's concert. Are you together with me? And you will hurriedly leave the place Saturday, um, Sunday morning so that you can also be part of the choir. Are you together with me? Why? Because, uh, because happiness is leading your life. And now when happiness leading, leads your life, you stifle the the operations of the spirit inside of you. Now, this is something we need to deal with because the Lagos Christianity, you know, hasn't dealt with that. Are you together with me? A lot of things lead our lives. If money leads your life, for example, um, you, will, you will thank God that your husband has been able to travel to, to anywhere, let's say to Spain. Are you together with me? And then... Um, you are, he, will, he will work on his papers. Are you together with me? For about five years before you can join him. But you are still happy. Why? Because he's sending money. Are you together with me? But, but it will not be the same home if there will still be a home. Are you together with me? Uh, because no, no human being can be away from his spouse for, for long. Are you together with me? When people are away from their spouses... Um, evil happens. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> evil happens. You can't be away from your from your spouse. Are you together with me? When you're away from your spouse, evil evil happens. You can It is. It is. It is impossible in holiness. To stay away from your spouse for for a year, two years, three years. It's not the possibility does not exist. You see, are we together here? I just need to tell you, maybe your husband is want, wants to go to Morocco. You need... <laughs> Are we together, friends? Yes, it's, not, it's not a normal arrangement. Huh? Yes, it's not a what? Normal. It's not a normal, normal arrangement. It is because you have prioritized something else. Maybe you prioritize survival above the sanctity of the home. Are you together with me? And, and, um, the, and the Holy Spirit will be grieved that way. And um, things will not remain, uh, remain the same. The man and his wife should be in the same place. Now, there, there, could be, there could be periods in life where there's going to be uh, 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 some type of separation. Are you together with me? But it should not pass weeks and, and months. Eh? And even at that, the chances of destruction are still high. I need to, you know, I need to tell you the truth. You know? You know, I need to tell you the truth. 
It's easier not to say these things. If I don't say it, nobody will be angry with me. And my offerings will keep increasing. You understand? Eh? Offering will keep what? Increasing, but I don't want my offering to increase and your life will decrease. I don't mind that you increase while I... I All right, let's leave. So, so I know some of these things are not nice for me to say, but for this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater. So it's telling you that, I don't know if I can preach the word of God, you know. It's telling you that, you know, this was what I was talking about, about that witness. It says nobody like this has any inheritance. In the kingdom of God. Have you seen it? Somebody say, no, no, go back. That's a very powerful point. There are fornicators here that (laughs) that need to see this. You know it's God that called me. (laughs) It's not you that called me. (laughs) For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man Amen. You know, covetousness is a very powerful devil. And it has the ability to derail you. You know, what, what will, uh, should I tell you what covetousness will do? Covetousness will assure you that nothing is happening with your life. That's the assurance covetousness bets. It is to place value on what you don't have. It is to, to anoint what you don't have, which makes you, makes you, you, you are in love and you are desirous of the things that you don't have so that the things you have die with you. That's the power of covetousness. I mean, a lot of people's lives are led by covetousness and that's why there is a connection between covetousness and sorrow. You, you are in love with the wife that is not your own. The husband that is not your own. That was, you know, when, when, when the prophet was going to deal with the sin of David, it was, not, it, was, it was the sin of covetousness. It was not that he was taking another woman. It was the sin of covetousness. And the, the prophet began to explain to him that when the prophet was judging him, was bringing the judgment of God in parable, he was talking about the man that has a lot of rams. You understand? But, but because of that spirit, it is the one he does not have. That's what covetousness does. It makes you value what you don't have. You, are, you really appreciate what you don't have until you have it. Your appreciation of it drops. Immediately you get it. Are you together with me? Yes. And that's how a lot of people live. There are there are one they they live every day desiring what they don't have. So they 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 have they have a hope and a longing for somebody else's um, 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 situation. Their future is what they see in another person. I say, one day I will be like this person. One day I will have what this person has. And, um, and um, the implication of that is that this day you'll be full of sorrow. 
that they are full of sorrow today. And so that's how I know. How do I know who is covetous is who is not happy now? Whenever someone is not happy with his life, I know that he is what? He's, he's covetous. Are you with me, friends? And so, and that's why he says, those who are covetous is an idolater because he's worshiping another God. Are we preaching here? Has no inheritance in the kingdom of God, of Christ, and God. No, stay there. Stay there. Don't rush. What are we rushing to? You don't get this thing. You don't know what we are dealing with. We are not dealing with small things. We are not dealing with small things. We need to, we need to, I'm, as I'm preaching, everybody's receiving a different, I'm, I'm, I can see the percentage of everybody. Some people are 2%, some people, you understand. Nobody here has even reached 50% of what I'm saying. You understand? So I will see if I can get people to 40% at least. And I've tried. Are we still here? Yes, so for this, you need to know. Amen. Now, the challenge in Lagos is that there is another theology that is not even making you know. You understand? It's one thing to know. It's another thing to assume that with fornication, you still have, a, you still have an inheritance. You see, your inheritance is not given to you because you can say glory. You understand? You have to deal with this. You understand? Don't say glory. You need to you need <laughs> you need to deal with this. Are my friends here? Yes, sir. Are my are my friends here? Yes, sir. All right. So verse six now says, "Let nobody deceive you uh, with what empty empty words." So you can see that there is going to be plan to deceive, right? For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of what? Of disobedience. All right? Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Meaning that that wrath is not just for the sons of disobedience. You can join them. And it says that there's going to be an intention to deceive you. Praise God. Huh? There's going to be an intention to deceive you, to make you feel like you can continue that kind of life and still have a place in Christ. He says, don't allow people to deceive you. And they are going to do it with many words. That empty word talks about Greek and Hebrew. <laughs> are you together with me? Now, you do not accept Greek and Hebrew that causes you to retain sin. It says they are empty. And uh, the writer Paul is assuring you that uh, the wrath of God comes because of these things. Amen. Amen. And, um, so, so God looks at your actions, not just your heart. Because these are actions here. That God says, I will, I will release wrath because of these actions. Are we together here? Do you know that a God that warns you is better than a God that doesn't warn you? And so, if this scripture is troubling you, would it not have been worse if God does as if everything is okay, and in the end, he not deals with you? I'm not even that kind of friend that will be looking at you as if everything is all right. <laughs> yeah. 
and has rot inside. Imagine if last man was like this. You know, last man is not like this. They will hide somewhere, <laughs> trusting God that you will. <laughs> and then very soon you just see all of them and say, But but this God is say, hey, Oga, don't one way, Oga, Oga, one way, I go catch you, Oga, one way. Hey, I, I, you are my son. I love you. Fornication, uncleanliness, covetousness. I will not give you any inheritance. So. Imagine if he kept quiet and you find out that there's no inheritance. So this is the love of God. So you need to receive it. We need to receive the warnings of God knowing that it's the love of God. Are we together? Forget this my cap because I've not baba my hair. Anytime I wear this cap, I've not baba my hair. And so, but I know it's fine my eyes. I said my eyes. The, world, the people have discouraged me, but it's fine, man. I now match it with brown shoe. Yeah. Let my wife like abuse me. That's a, that's a concern. Everybody have their personal relationship <laughs> with the Lord. Are we still here, friends? Yes, For you were once darkness, but now you are in the light. You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. That's that cloud. That's that witness. Don't just say you are light. If you are light now, then walk. You can't just say you are light and using that as insurance for the last day. Walk as children of light. Are my friends here? Right? For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and what? And truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Right? Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the life of whatsoever makes manifest is light. All right. Therefore, he says, awake. You who sleep, arise from the dead. This is that witness I'm still talking about, that cloud. Awake, you who would sleep. And what? Arise from the dead. Awake. You who sleep. And what? Arise from the dead. So when you sleep, you are dead. What does that mean? I will explain. I will make it very simple. This This is what this means. When you are a child of God, and you are living like you are not one, you are sleeping, but you are dead. Now the only reason why, now for the sinner man, what we use is just dead. You see? But for the Christian, we use sleep because because of the life that is in him, we can still wake him up. Wow. But that doesn't mean he's still not dead like the sinner. 
It's just that he can be it can be revived. So awake from awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will what? Will give you life. Are you together with me? Now the, so you can see that there is a partnership in this thing. You have to awake, you have to make a decision and say, I'm not going to live like the world. Then in the process of that decision, I promise you, you have an encounter. Because eventually your decision is not salvation. But your decision lets God know you are ready for salvation. So Christ will now give you light. Now you can't give yourself light, but you can awake. You can be done. I'm preaching good, Abby. You can be done. And there are, I'm telling you the truth for a fact that there are people here who need to be done. Yes, sir. I tell you, you need to be done. I'm not speaking to the air. I'm speaking to you. I'm ministering as God's prophet. And God has sent me to you to awake. So that Christ will give you light. It's to make a decision not to live like you are in the world. A decision from your heart that will, you, there will be corresponding actions, extreme corresponding actions. And when you do that, Christ will give you light. And I want to give you a moment to do that, actually. I tell you, I want to give you a moment to do that. You have to do that. There are some of you here, you have to do that. And I'm going to give you one minute to do that. Make a decision. If you want to stand up, you can stand up. Make a decision so that I can, I can, I can join my faith with yours. Make a decision to awake. Awake. Just make that decision and say, this morning, I awake. It's, it's you and God. Yeah. I'm praying with you, my dear sister. I'm with you. Just talk to God. I would also talk to God with you. If you are making that decision, you just get up. I want you to get up because um, it's, it's just a sign of your, of your submission to the Lord and your, and your public surrender. It's personal, but it's yet public. You know, in those days, when people make these decisions, they, make, they take all of them to the riverside. You know, you just want to awake and say, today, I'm done. I'm done with every, everything that, that, is, that, is, that is worldly, ungodly. Today, I'm done, and I, and I give myself to the Lord. I want to encourage everyone who's making that, God bless you, brother. God bless you, my brother. Begin to say, I am done in the name of Jesus. I'm done. I, 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 I arise from the dead. I am I'm a child of God. I walk as one. I, I, turn, I, I turn myself to the light of God. If you are making that decision, make sure that you stand on your feet, on your feet, 
I want you to obey that simple instruction. If you are making that decision, stand on your feet making that decision. If you are making that decision, stand on your feet. God bless you, brother. God bless you, sister. Say, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm following Jesus. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, my God. Shakura Vada. Father, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. There are still three more people who need, who are making that decision. And I want them to get up because I need to pray with them. All right, Father, I thank you for my friends, your children, who are making this decision to just be done. Who are saying, Jesus, I want to live worthy of, of, your, of your light, of your righteousness, of your grace, of your salvation. Father, for these ones, let us a new spirit come upon them. Let the spirit of Christ or renewal rest upon them, a fresh passion, a fresh love, a fresh boldness. Father, give them the boldness to forsake what needs to be forsaken. Give them the boldness to turn away from what needs to be turned away from. And um, the joy of salvation, I ask that you restore it in their hearts and make everything brand new. Father, I thank you because only you can do this miracle. This miracle cannot be done because I am anointed. This miracle cannot be done because I'm a great preacher. Only the Holy Spirit brings conviction and you are the only one that does these things. And I ask that this is done right now. In Jesus' name we prayed. Praise God. All right, you have your seat. All of you have your seat. And so, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. All right. See then that you walk out circumspectly. Uh, so you have to shine your eye on your own walk and watch it. Not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because every day is evil. Every day. There's enough evil for each day. The days are evil. All right? Praise God. Therefore, do not be, un, do not be un, unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. All right, quickly. Um, let's, let's go back to Acts chapter 1. Let me begin to tie it up for today. And, um, and, um, and then we'll be good. So the same Jesus who, who was taken up from you into heaven, you will, will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Right. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem a day's journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were, were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Right. This all continued, how? With one accord in prayers. Uh-huh. So we'll be looking at the spirit of revival, right? This is all this series has been about. I think this is like number what, Seth? I can't even, I can't even count again. Eh? Is it seven? 
All right. So they continued, not just in prayer, it is in, they continued with one accord in prayer. Now that is the strength of our prayers. Now, do you know, the, the prayer movement that we're having in our days, and I'm not talking about the NSDC, that's not the, that's not the prayers I'm talking about, you know, um, um, I, I, I'm not, I have nothing to say about that. I'm grateful to God for that. But I'm just talking generally about our understanding of prayers. Amen. Uh, our understanding of prayers is inched majorly, listen to me, we pray majorly around solving problems. Are you together with me? That's our, that's our idea of prayer. Now, that's not the spirit of prayers. Are you together with me? When we are, when we are in the context of revival. Now, now, you see, now, when the, listen to this. When prayer is about solving problems, you will not need one accord. Are you together with me? You will not need one accord. You will come as individual. So that was what has happened in the body of Christ, that people gather, but people are not gathered. Are you together with me? Why? Because what people, the Lord of the gathering is the problems of the people. Whereas, the, whereas we should gather with one accord, meaning that our love must be stronger than our petition. Are you together with me? Yeah. So it is, you see, it is our love, are you together with me, that, that, that causes the spirit to come. Mm. Yes, uh, can I preach here? Yes. And that's why the challenge we're having is that we're having a setup where one person is anointed and the people are not. And when that happens, there can never be change in the city. That's why nothing powerful happens when we have left the church. You see, the reason is because the only powerful person was the one leading the prayers. Am I preaching here? Was the pastor. And um, you see people talking about a, 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 that there's one pastor, Bogomi, uh, 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 that whenever you go to that place, all your problems, all your ogumi will swallow it. You see, when we have that kind of mindset, the, we will not have a powerful generation. Am I preaching here? We'll not have a powerful people. Now, the people must gather in a way where there is connection. There has to be connection between us. You cannot go to church for yourself alone. You, we must go as one people. So the Bible says they continued with one accord. Anytime there is no one accord, it's not a revival. Now, I don't care the amount of miracles you say happened, but it's still not a revival. Miracles is not the primary testimony of revival. The primary testimony of revival is oneness. How do I know? When you check John chapter 17, it says, By this shall men know that you are my disciples. And what is it? When ye love one another. So, so, so our love for ourselves is a more accurate, I want preaching here, it's a more accurate description of revival than whatever miracles that we see. Are we preaching here? Am I, am I, are we here? So you see, a, a miracle, miracles can go on and the cloud is not there. Miracles can go on and the presence is not there. The miracles is never the proof of the presence. Are we preaching here? 
it says that they were, they were together with one accord, and that was where the prayer came from. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So we need to gather again. And that's why as a Lagos Christian, so I'm using Lagos, I'm a Lagos man. And so I like to, <laughs> I like to dissect what is happening here. Is that we have trained ourselves to engineer a strange gathering. We have engineered a, a strange protocol. Are we together here? Where people have perfected the art of just being individual members of a church. And the guy will come and go. Are you together with me? And nobody cares about anybody. Nobody, nobody's concerned about anybody. The guy just wants to come and the guy just wants to go. Now, that's not the house of God. Now, you don't do that at home. Are you together with me? Now, you don't do that at home. When, when at home, you're at home. Are you together with me? Do you know there are many Christians who miss church, born again, who miss church because they did not iron their clothes? Yeah. Now, if, you have, if it has happened to you before, raise your hand. Yeah. You see? You see? You see? You see? Now, how many of you miss home because you don't iron your clothes? In fact, sometimes you do not wear clothes because it's too fine, because you are going home. <laughs> it feels like it's a waste. Are you together with me? So there is a sense of ordinary. Now, not ordinary as per inferior. But ordinary as per at home. So our gatherings also must be ordinary. Now, this is my assignment as an apostle of God. Yeah. This is one of the things that God has sent me to do. I, I just said some, I just hit a thought now that describes my assignment. A part of it. This thing that is not ordinary is not of God. Yes. And the spirit of God cannot dwell. Eh? It's not of God. Are we together, friends? Are my friends here? It has to be ordinary. Ordinary yet honorable. Ordinary yet royal. Ordinary yet glorious. Ordinary yet powerful. Those who build manual, you know this is a manual. And my friends here, it has to be ordinary. Now, not ordinary and careless. Ordinary and prayers. Ordinary and witty. Why do people not get saved in our churches anymore? 
because everybody comes to church with another person. It's him, but it's another him. So the him that is meant to be saved is at home. Because he knows everybody is going to meet. It's not them. He knows them. He knows them at home. So he knows everybody change. You understand? Everybody change the way they are. You know, everybody is very... For example, I don't know who is... I don't know who is who here like this. Everybody is just, you know... Just, you know. <laughs> Bless you, bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Blessings, blessings. Glory to God. Glory. <laughs> You know that's how we do it. How are you with the frigate? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> then immediately you get to the junction. Guy, I'm an hour. I don't know. They won't keep me for that place. I was. Did they take for that place? So the guy chose the. I don't know. The guy chose the print, print, print. Oh, I'm going to tell you. I want to tell you. I want to Jesus. We have to continue with one accord. Am I still in? He said yes. You didn't even know I'm asking. I'm asking. Him. I'm asking about time. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Is this good? Are you sure? So they were together in one accord, right? So there was the word one accord is a strange word. It means to be together, but it also means to be passionately together. Yeah. That's what it means literally. It's talking about the there is it's two words. It's to be together, same mind, but with a lot of passion. There has to be passion in our midst. There has to be passion. Huh? We have to be passionate about ourselves. You have to be passionate about this house. Passionate about everyone. And that is when our prayers can carry the kind of authority in fact, it says, passion as if breathing hard. Um, was it Peter? Peter called it fervent love or feigned love. There has to be passion. 
everything we do has to carry some level of passion. Your interaction, your care, your love. Now, this is the church that God is going to come back for. It's a passionate one. Hmm? It's a passionate one. It's not the, it's not, it's not, it's not a transactory one. We're not here for just transaction. It's not about what I can gain from you. It's not about the connections I can get in the church. Now, let me tell you something. Let me give you a spiritual law. Just for free. If you use it, you'll profit. Listen. Always. You see, when I'm talking, I was just talking about how our engagement has to be passionate and not transactionary. Not about what you can get. Not about what you can gain. Just about your love for the person, for the work, for the assignment. Are you together with me? When you make that your focus, the transaction will happen naturally. And it's a general law. Whenever you focus on the things that are important to God, the things that are important to men, God will bring it to you. I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. It's a law. Use it. Use it. If you have four or five friends, stop thinking of what you can gain from them and all of that. Just bless them. Love them and bless them. Eventually, they'll bless you. Eventually. Stop. Don't be smarter than your creator. When you are too smart, you lose out. I tell you, when you are too smart, you what? You lose out. Praise God. Don't, don't get a blessing when God has not given you. That was what Elisha, I just pray you get this lesson. That was what Elisha taught Gehazi. Gehazi was too smart. And he ran to collect those stuff. He got it. And the rebuke of Elisha is so instructive. The issue Elisha had was that is it time? Me that actually in the plans of God, it was part of the plan. The only issue was the timing. Serve people. Friends, I have been tremendously blessed. I have received things and blessings that I never planned to receive. I'm telling you, all my life, I have seen myself blessed. And I didn't plan it. I didn't want it. Want it. it just comes to me. Now, this is a secret you need to use in life. I was speaking to one general lately, and he looked at me and says, don't change who you are. Remain like this. Continue to be a servant. See, friends, I've gone to places where I took the role of the least. 
so that I can serve everyone. And in the end, they made me the greatest. Not once, not twice, not three times. It has become a pattern of life that you can even think I've started using it as strategy. Everywhere I go to, I want to be the least. You must be tempted to take me for granted. I will push you to that wall. Friends, I've, I've known people who are millionaires and billionaires. And all that was in my head. Friends, I have given offerings to billionaires and millionaires. Yes, I have. I mean, I mean billionaires. I've given, I've given offerings to billionaires. Without thinking that, Kai, God has brought this man in my life to change my life and my ministry. I have put my life in the hands of God as the one who is solely responsible for my well-being. And I've concluded myself to be the servant of mankind, of humanity. Whenever you carry that kind of heart, people might look like they are making headway, but they are making headway in the immediate. You will make headway in the long run and forever. Don't be smarter than your destiny. Don't, don't overcalculate things. See, there is a place for you in the ground. Be digging. Keep going down. Because until God lifts a man up, it's not truly up. <laughs> until God lifts, woman of God, until God lifts you up, you are, not, you are not truly up. So you have no reason to appear like you are up. Stop making effort to look like you are up. You have no reason. And that particular one has no power. You will be up but useless. See, see, position is different from authority. Yes, sir. You, can, you, you can be the, the head of the... And everybody knows you are not the head. Everybody, even your clerk knows you are not the head. They can put head... In fact, they can even give you real head and put it on your head. <laughs> To, to say you are the head. And everybody knows you are not the head. Saul was king. Israel said it was David that led us in and out. Saul was the, Saul was the head. You don't have to. You have, no, you have no reason. And it works everywhere. Even, even your wife. You have, you have no reason to trouble her. Leave her. Even your wife. Don't leave her. She wants she want, she want to bush you. Let her bush you. Let her bullshit you. Let her bullshit you. One day she will sleep. An angel will hold her clothes like this. Uh, you think I'm joking? From that day, by the time she wake up, she will serve you food as if she wants to propose. Have, ooh, 
You have no reason. You have no reason to tell anybody to respect you, to honor you, to believe in you. No reason. No reason. Listen, one of God's name is, is justice. And in, the, in life, they used to do resetting. You think they put it jokingly in scripture when they say the first shall be the last and the last shall be the first? That last has always been first. It's just a matter of time. By the time God resets everything, what are we find level? In this church now, for example, if somebody wants to be the pastor, just be the pastor. Be, be the pastor. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have it. Great. You don't know the power of truth. You joke with it. Yeah. Power of truth. You don't know. You joke with it. And that's why when you are wrong, you are better repent and apologize. Or else your wrong will manifest. If people, listen, if people say you are, if you are wrong and you force yourself to be right, time, the whole earth, the sun, the moon, the trees, everything one day will all cooperate to make sure the universe and mankind know that you are wrong. Yeah. That day is coming. You have just sowed your seed. You will have the harvest. Yeah. That's why you are wrong. Just apologize. Repent. So that the blood of Jesus can, can take it. Don't, don't win an argument that you know you shouldn't win. You have no you have no one. You only put your you put your crisis in a flax, a, a powerful flax that works well. You don't joke with the force of truth. If God, an, if God has anointed David as king, leave it like that. Because that anointing will speak. That truth will speak. I tell you the truth, friends. You have no, you have no reason to force anything. Praise God. Where are we? What are we talking about now? One accord. Let me just begin to wrap up for today. I've planned myself not to rush preachings anymore so that I won't be frustrated. So one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with what? His brothers. That's what happens. When we begin to allow the Holy Spirit when we begin to allow the Holy Spirit to restructure our hearts, when we allow the Holy Spirit, are we together here, to lead our lives, when as a church, as a people, we allow the Holy Spirit to, to begin to have preeminence and we begin to walk, begin to, we, we begin to bond as we're, as we're meant to bond, then there are going to be new outlets. Ah. Uh, that, that had been disregarded, new life begins to spring up. 
Now, for the first time, we see Jews now being able to pray with women. For the first time, we now see the woman ministry being restored. Are you together with me? Now, this is abnormal. What you are reading here, you will not read it. Ordinarily to feed people, they say Jesus fed 5,000 men. The women were not worthy of counting. But you see, the Holy Spirit began to introduce, oh my goodness, ah, may, God, may God open your heart to catch what I'm talking about. Because when revival starts, what men thought was useless will begin to become channels of manifestation. You see, when revival starts, you, you think children are for playing. During, children will be playing. In every church, children play. When revival starts, you just find out that very soon you see children who can write poems, who can, who can do fantastic drawings. You begin to see what people despised. Begin to have life. When revival starts, you begin to see small boys in their 20s owning industries, having billions. Oh, you're not getting the point. You are not getting my message. I'm just saying when we enter the spirit of revival, we are going to see what is, not, what is uncommon. This particular place, because of prayer and because of the boldness to love, new things began to happen in that church. New things. I said new things. New oh my goodness. When, when Jesus started his own, began, we began to see unlearned people begin to look like professors. We began to see fishermen who could do stuff. Yeah. When revival breaks out, when revival breaks out, despise things become powerful. Ordinary things begin to have the ability to create shift and change in the nations and in the city. You see, when, 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 when revival begins to happen, waste reduces. When you're in a house of revival, you'll be careful of what to throw away. Because anything can now do anything. When revival happens, you can't just say, Can you No! Everything begins to, to come alive. And so again, we began to see women. We began to see Jesus' mother also praying. It was not a normal thing. Jesus' mother. Wow. When you point to her, they say, who are you? you say Jesus. Is it not that Jesus that died? Wow. No, Jesus did not die. Are you together with me? He did not die. Wow. Yeah, Jesus' mother is praying. Jesus, you see Jesus' mother carrying food, feeding people. You see an old woman feeding her children. She's serving children. People will be looking from outside. I say, ah, how can this woman be listening to this 30-year-old boy? But you don't know that a new spirit has entered that mist. There's no more the spirit that's in the world. I hate to get out of me. Things have changed. You see old women. I hate to get out of me. I was I was watching, I was I was in I was watching the service of one of one church. The man is a powerful apostle. And I saw his the guy that was the guy that was standing as the protocol beside him was an old man, all his full old man with Agbada. And he was standing. You know that one is a warrior. In the house of the Lord, they were standing like this. I said, ah, he's an old man, he will fall down. No, they don't fall down. Yes. It's another spirit. Yes, it will not make sense anymore to you. Oh, you are not getting the point. You are not, you are not getting the message. Everything shifts. Everything shifts. When revival happens, you, you know, it's, it's, it's like seeing my mother now being in the ocean unit. That's revival. 
and she'll be there. And she won't be there because she's, she's a high-ranking person. She's just there. The Spirit of Christ has just made that there. And then she's privileged to stand there. I hate to get out with me. You'll see my brothers. They'll just be standing. They'll be washing toilets. I hate to, that's what revival does. Revival shifts everything. What was up will come down. What was down will come up. And, and the kingdom will be moving and manifesting. So those who are copy-copy will not see revival. Revival happens from inside. You are bold enough, boldness, to do what has never been done before in a way that it has never been done before. You have to be bold. Where's Bisa? Huh? Uh, is she okay? Are we together here? Because she was the one I wanted to look at. And I see Praise God. Please, you should be telling me when she's not coming to church. Are we together, friends? Boldness. You are able to do what has never been done before in a way that it has never been done before. And it will not be a big deal. The people from outside will look at it. Like, ah, ah. But for us, we are just... Say normal, normal. Just be normal. <laughs> just be normal. And everybody's wondering, ah, why is this person standing there? No, in real life, this person should not be the one. No, this is not real life. This is God life. Hey! The dynamics have changed. The glory is now in the house. The Holy Spirit is the leader. Everything is shifting. I'm moving towards the manifestation of God's kingdom. It's changed. Because it's revival time. It's revival o'clock. It's power o'clock. It's the day of his kingdom. There becomes a new level of willingness. The boy who was stubborn at home is no longer stubborn. The businessman who was stingy yes, is no longer stingy. The guy who was an egocentric is no longer egocentric. And the Jewish man is no longer Jewish. And now, and now he can't despise women anymore. It's not like he made a decision not to despise women. But another spirit now walks in him. Another spirit now walks in him. He just sees the Holy Ghost in women and he says, am I going to stop this? That's revival. It shifts everything. It changes everything. It gives us a new life pattern. A new life order. A new manner. A new way. It's the kingdom at work. That's the spirit of revival. When revival happens, you will see strange things. When revival happens, you will see Jesmaya leading and her husband just supporting. And people are wondering, is it meant to be the husband? No, it's not meant to be the husband. It's meant to be the Holy Ghost. It's meant to be the Holy Ghost. Is the leadership of the spirit moving through all our prejudices and having preeminence and taking control where revival happens. 
James and Jude, the brothers of Jesus, will have no desire to still say we are brothers. They will say this is our Lord and Savior. When revival happens, when revival happens, everything changes. It stretches the borders of our mind. Stretches the borders of our intelligence. It shifts us past the prejudices of culture. And nobody remembers if he's Igbo, Yoruba, or Avusa. Nobody knows how much he has in his account anymore. Everybody forgets their age. Nobody knows who's married and who's not married when revival happens. Il a dit Yeah. 
Oh 